0: How, how would you define yourself right now as an artist? Mm. Um, where is it intersecting with your life right now?
1: I would say that I I feel like I identify as art teacher um, yeah. just because that takes up so much of my day-to-day. Um, so I feel like that's how I would introduce myself. But I'm digging ceramics right now. So also ceramicist, yeah. amateur ceramicist. <laughs>
0: I totally, I see your ceramics work. I really like it. I mean, it's hard to tell from just a passing by social media angle, whether or not that's what you do. And then you support it by being an art teacher, or if it's like, you're just doing pottery because it's awesome. And that's a part of like one of the exciting things about having you on for a conversation is that you are an art teacher. And that's kind of what I'm really curious about. And sort of how that relates to being an artist um, because you're maintaining that identity, right? Like by being very active in the arts uh, always. Um, did Did you decide to become an art teacher like while pursuing the arts or was that the goal from the start?
1: I think i decided sometime in high school um like i always took art classes i always liked art like as a kid and stuff yeah um but i think as i took more and more classes especially with mr rapone who did like the drawing and painting classes yeah i was like this seems like a great job
0: (laughs) yeah definitely Um,
1: and i took the art history class with mr grandin and he was also i mean i feel like all of our high school art teachers really liked what they did and were really into it, even though they were very Definitely. different vibes.
0: Very <laughs> um, different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I actually had Miss Christensen only because I was taking more mm. music classes than art classes and like her take, I'm sure I would have looked at it different now, mm. but I don't think it turned me on or off to art. I think it just made me feel strange about it. Like <laughs> I, I really liked her a lot and, Maybe I had to do it just being in an art class that everybody had to take. What level are you teaching at right now?
1: So I teach high school. Um, so yeah. it's like nine through twelve, um, and I've taught younger kids. And high school is is where it's at. <laughs> it's super fun.
0: Yeah. What's what is the curriculum like? Like, what do you behind the scenes have to manage uh, when you're moving kids through? the year like what what comes up
1: yeah it's super open like we have state standards um but you as the teacher make your own curriculum okay which is super cool but also my first few years was very intimidating (laughs) because you're like okay I have to teach a ceramics class here are the really basic state standards Um, yeah what is actually important for the kids to know In order to be successful ceramicists. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So it's super independent, which I think is really good.
0: I think that's for the better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that relates to like having a budget to work with and all that stuff. But if you have the materials there, I I don't know. I guess it just comes down to whoever is auditing what you wrote up, you know, like you could have somebody (laughs) that's like really upset with like your, you know, your breakdown of the year, but I guess you will not run into that if if that's what you're interpreting it like.
1: Fingers crossed, right? (laughs) Uh, No, and and I do, um, we do like a pre-assessment. So it's basically like a big vocab test and then you do the same test at the end. And it, I feel like it shows growth in the way that you can prove to the state of Indiana. (laughs) Um, even though like really what the kids learned is you know how to build something and creativity and problem solving but that's much harder to prove to the state of Indiana Uh,
0: yeah but you have this ceramics room do you how many like do you have wheels for every student in the room no, but that would be crazy
1: <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I feel like in our high school I never actually took ceramics in high school but I feel like we yeah. had a lot of wheels like I we think did uh, yeah really and good. I was in a
0: high school in Vermont that had like uh at least 10 wheels in the room and awesome. yeah I mean it was really sweet you know um but what else I mean are you just working with hands then or is there
1: any yeah accident? so so I teach um, ceram- intro ceramics, advanced ceramics, stained glass, which is crazy, and then cool. 3D art. Um, okay. but for ceramics, which I think is my favorite thing to teach, um, yeah, I've got six wheels, um, and there's like 25 kids in a class. So the intro yeah. class is mostly hand building, um, yeah. and then at the end like the last semester, they can sign up to do wheel throwing. Okay. Um, And it's, it works. Um, Some of them love it and will like sign up again and again. And some of them are like, this is not for me. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm wondering as you're describing it. And as I'm now thinking about ceramics is really unique in that it pulls, uh, I don't know. If you have that spark, you kind of really have it. And mm-hmm. I don't know every year what that looks like to you, but you must see kids and you're like, you just love this. And it's it kind of all enough. Like I, I never had that bug. I've, mm. I, If I'm around a wheel, like I'm totally <laughs> excited about it and it's great, but I don't go home and think about it later. You know? <laughs> and I'm really into like a lot of, creative outfits but that one never but I recognize that people who get into it are pretty you know you kind of get that fever like a nag to do it Um, every year do you notice like however many kids like what what is that like to see kids coming in and feeling that way
1: oh yeah there's definitely kids and even with hand building like the clay that just it clicks for them Um, I think it's really interesting I'll get kids who take the class to get their art credit and kind of like you can tell they're like lukewarm (laughs) on the whole class and yeah everything and then when they are really good I don't know that's my favorite like I feel like sometimes I'll have a kid who's like just very he's like yeah whatever um but then his stuff is I'm saying he I feel like I get a lot of guys in the ceramics classes. You do, yeah. Um, yeah. That are like, I'm not good at art, I don't want to be here. But then some uh-huh. of their stuff is just so good. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah well, it's know. a really
0: yeah, it's a different area of your brain. It's like a lot of spatial reasoning and you can kind of figure out the emotions later.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, and it's super physical.
0: Know? Yeah. 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 You have to be kind of able to move yourself in See things in three, you know, in factor things like spinning (laughs) and gravity and time into something that, you know, it's, and, you know, outside of like that part of it, there's also, Mm -hmm. to me, and, uh, you know, clay is fun to have around because when you're asking people to draw, Like we Mm -hmm. all have been judging ourselves about drawing since we were young, but there's something about clay that even a group of adults like are less afraid to give it a try and just be like, Oh, there's my face I made. Or like Mm -hmm. I made a snail and you don't feel as like goofy if you did a bad job. I don't know. Like something about clay makes people more playful.
1: Yeah. It's super playful and it's, yeah, it's great to see the kids come out of their shells with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. They're less.
1: I don't know. The kids have a hard time with drawing, which I think we do as adults, like you said. So it's Mm -hmm. teaching drawing and painting is it's weirdly difficult because the kids are so self-conscious about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You encounter less naysaying in life when you're working with clay or whittling or Mm -hmm. something, because it's like it's so rare unless you grew up in a household of like potters or like Mm. clay people that like you know your your last experience a lot of the time is play-doh yeah (laughs) so that's fun and nobody's telling you you did a bad job with like the little pizza you're making you know um so i think it it just brings us back to that feeling
1: right and it's like everyone most of their first time with it so it makes it easier and
0: yeah yeah exactly And but you're you're on your own journey with ceramics as well. Um, and you've been doing that for a while, it seems. Like I really liked your um the rock climbing mug you made.
1: Oh, thank you. That
0: was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's like a few months ago I saw you post that and it was like, what a good idea.
1: <laughs> it was so fun. It's been really interesting, like trying to do your own art but also you're like teaching art all day I feel like a lot of art teachers will say that they don't necessarily make their own stuff um but it's been really interesting I've taught ceramics for three years now yeah um and the first year it was definitely like I was figuring it out (laughs) and keeping it kind of simple and then by the time you're on your third year you're like okay I've taught coil pots like 20 times, and that's pretty boring, and I'm really good at coil pots (laughs) now, (laughs) Um, so it's fun to then kind of challenge yourself, and I think it's also, like when I'm doing um, a demo or like an example, um, I think it's also really good for the kids to see. Yeah,
0: you have to model that, right? Right,
1: yeah, um, I was going to use the word modeling, and then I was like, "This oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like weird teacher talk." But it, um, it's really good for them to, for them to see me be like, "Okay, I have this idea, and it's I think it's going to work," and I try it out. And
0: no um, doubt, yeah.
1: I don't know, and I think it encourages them to do more interesting things. Or
0: at, at all levels. Like, I what elementary school do you go to?
1: I went to Idle Hour.
0: Okay, because in Cherokee, we had this guy, Mr. Lorenzo. And he was, I, I had him for like two years. I was like probably third grade or something, you know. And like, he was really good at art. Like mm-hmm. he was an older guy. And it was like, I remember encountering as a kid, like something he did. And it was like, this is really bizarre that you're here Mm -hmm. doing this, you know? (laughs) Like he was like a refined, fine artist and choosing to do that with his time, I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, but that changed my whole life, you know?
1: Just It's funny that as a kid, you, I don't know, like had, like were able to think of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And I mean, I was probably more inclined to be excited about that like Mm -hmm. I was predisposed to that but either way when you see somebody not practicing or resentful or reluctant to be in that role Mm -hmm. without that harmony of like practicing especially art or music like uh, that can really devastate the the kid (laughs) you know like you you can't attach that to art and expect people to walk off and feel good about ceramics in their adulthood you know um so I mean I appreciate that you're working to maintain that even though you're in that space all day you know Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I feel like I mean it is really fun and I feel like you have to show them that you think it's fun I don't know
0: yeah well I mean just the simple act of like having that rock climbing mug if you have that on your desk at work and like mm-hmm. it gets to just see that you made that, and you're like, yeah, like I did this after work, you know, that then they trust that like adulthood doesn't suck, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or like that you can be a creative type of person in uh in the world and it's not like you stop doing things like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The- right,
1: because cause ultimately the kids who take my classes some of them will go to art school, but like most of them won't. And so I'd like them to take with them like, oh yeah, when I'm an adult and I have a stressful job, I could maybe do ceramics on the weekends or I don't know, just having that creative outlet. Um, So I think that's really good for, good for them.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, Are you still painting or engaging in like two dimensional art right now?
1: Okay. (laughs) I heard, I heard, um this term like a few days ago and I think it might be derogatory but I like it my friend used the term hobby hopper cool have you ever heard that before <laughs> I mean
0: I don't it, think it's derogatory
1: <laughs> I feel like it means that you can't like commit to one hobby but she used the term hobby hopper and I was like wow I love it but uh yeah I think right now I haven't I haven't painted in like a year maybe okay um,
0: But your paintings are pretty emotional seeming. And Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's, so the hobby hopper thing, like I relate to, and I tried to, I don't know if you've listened to this podcast at all, but I talked to Eli Smith and there was like 15 minutes where I threw this idea out there about the hobby hopper thing,
1: Mm. not
0: using that word. (laughs) And I cut it out of the conversation because he just couldn't relate to it. Mm. And it just didn't go anywhere anywhere meaningful, but yeah, maybe you're the person I will connect with on this Uh, or not (laughs) because you (laughs) like being, I wouldn't say like I relate to being a hobby hopper, but I'm a passion hopper Mm. and it hurts a lot to do that Mm -hmm. because I, maybe I'm coming out of it now that I'm like becoming more like in a new phase of my life. Um, But for a time, like, during my 20s, artistically, like, I would get so engulfed in identities and outlets. And then I started noticing a pattern of them, like, getting really high for, like, weeks. And then Mm -hmm. on the way down, I'd feel really, like, depressed about it. Because I'd be like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe, like, the meaning of life is not the harmonica, and I have to like deal with that. I no. know. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. Li- I don't like that feeling. You know. Yeah. Uh, so like I relate in that way. But do you find? So you're identifying as a hobby hopper. Uh, do you find that you wish you could just stick with one of these things and not have to explore a new one, or is it really fun?
1: I think it's really fun to be in <laughs> the like intro stages of learning things or figuring things out. I don't know. I think it's exciting yeah, especially it with art, like trying new art forms. Um, yeah.
0: It's definitely fun to be in that phase. I guess what I used to tell myself was that like, that was a path that I was going to become engulfed in. Mm-hmm. And that story led me to like a lot of attachment, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but maybe you're more like Eli and you're like, able to enjoy the waves a little bit more, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think like what you were saying, kind of like when you're coming, when you're like losing passion or like coming down from one hobby. Yeah. I feel like I don't often have that because whatever I'm really into just gets interrupted (laughs) by the next thing, which I feel like is part of the like hobby hopper. Like, I feel like you like hop off one and just onto the next thing um
0: yeah I don't I don't think there's often a gap in that like mm -hmm. uh for me either you know but like an instrument like I'll get Mm -hmm. I'll like convince myself that an instrument is like a part of my body or something you know Mm -hmm. and then when I realize I'm like getting really into the banjo instead of the you know synthesizer I start to like look at the synthesizer and be like sad for it or something <laughs> like sad for myself Yeah, for like, you know that like the devotion of like what what could be that you know um and I don't know why I feel inclined to be that absolute about things but I you know I think the more positive side is what you're saying like <laughs> to just be like oh it's not about me not liking the banjo anymore it's about me liking the next you know
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think it makes sense. Like if you're really passionate about something, it is sad to, or I don't know if sad's the right word, but.
0: Well, the painter thing's like, a really good thing. Cause I mean, your paintings were pretty, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just projecting on you, but they seem really like acts of expression that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, have a lot in them. Um, it's not just like, you're doing some still life and doing a great job at it. Like this really disciplined study of light or something. It's like a lot of that seems like it comes from deep within you. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, you've gone a year without doing it. It's like, I guess it's just (laughs) the fact that you're maintaining something else in replacement of that is really cool, but it's a different type of expression that you're, uh, you know, you're bound to return to. You know.
1: Oh yeah, it'll come back around. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I think I like artwork that is really physical. Yeah. Um, whether it's painting like that or now, ceramics is super physical as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, it's like there's something just inside. I don't I don't know how to explain it, but you just like want to be creating something, and sometimes yes. it doesn't matter. Yeah. What it, if it's a painting or a drawing or what?
0: You, did you grow up in a pretty artistic household?
1: Yeah, my parents, I think my parents wouldn't identify as artsy, but they were really supportive. So, like, yeah. they would buy me like art sets and stuff as a little kid.
0: Yeah. I remember in high school, I was probably in your home like two times. Um, and there was a painting in your bedroom that was cool enough that I can't remember it vividly, but it sticks with me that it was there. And like at that time I remember looking and being like, this person made I guess in high school you're kind of like don't people don't make paintings very often <laughs> unless they're like really. <laughs> <gay>. <laughs> and I right? remember that. And, and I remember at that time wondering if your household was like if if your parents also were invested in creating that that way you know
1: yeah I yeah I think my parents are my mom especially is like supportive of the arts or art lover but um yeah they were just really good at encouraging me and supporting me (laughs) even like I don't know they put up some stuff that like you know in hindsight I'm like dang (laughs) not my best but like they were just so proud of me, and it was very sweet and definitely yeah. helped me <laughs> become, like, the person yeah. I am um, and have no the confidence that. to go to art school. But
0: <laughs> Totally, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going through that now where, like, I don't know, Lumi, just watching, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't, I'm never going to be able to evaluate whether or not, like, a painting she makes is, <laughs> like, any which way. Like, it's just so crazy to picture her. At this I mean uh, at this stage it's like for Mother's Day I, like put a pen in her hand I was like make a line on this card oh. and you know you're just like, wow, that's the first time you made contact with like a utensil and something that's like a surface you know yeah. <laughs> and but you do just feel like so uh, everything's so not like an air of magic about it you know like it's everything feels so sacred that she does and it's I totally get how that would snowball into not knowing if your kid's painting was awesome or not, you
1: know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, this makes me think of, Eli Smith did a different interview thing and he was talking about how his mom still has, like, a yeah. pot of his that she holds her. Yeah, but since in. a
0: video, it was like a movie, right? Yeah. Eli was just suddenly in, like, a documentary. Yeah.
1: About <laughs> <in Amsterdam. laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah, um, and it
0: had... Uh, it released when he moved he was like in montana they were like it was like he's gonna be in New hampshire for the rest of his life <laughs> oh
1: no <laughs> i didn't remember that part but i remember <laughs> i just uh, i think about the sponge holder a lot because yeah he like obviously makes really cool like awesome ceramic stuff but i just love that like a mom will hold on to the first thing you made
0: <laughs> No, no doubt yeah yeah exactly well his family's very um yeah that that's kind of what I'm trying to go for here is like like I was I was like you I was held in regard my parents were like do art it's great Mm -hmm. um but I really want to create a household where there's like like this house has a lot of instruments in it and it's just exciting to know that like somebody will grow up with that many things around to like you know, express through, and maybe it'll just be overwhelming and she'll resent that and just be like, I don't know. I hate, music. <laughs> I hate music. I hate it all. I'm going to be an accountant. In New York
1: oh my gosh. <laughs> oh fun. man, I did see that video of, I can't remember if it was guitar or banjo or what, but oh, the ukulele. Like, yeah. Yeah, like strumming it. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. She's, very inclined to pluck strings Mm. and lately it's been an acoustic bass guitar that we have laying around that she just like slaps with her hand and it's just like so crazy about it yeah yeah it's really fun to see that come alive and now I'm starting to be in this place where like if I go to play an instrument I have to think twice because I'm like the minute I strum this I'm just going to be playing tug of war with this little person and <laughs> this instrument. So like, if I really want to play one, I should like, excuse myself. <laughs> um, but it's fun that she responds to it like that, you know?
1: Yeah, that's so cool.
0: On or off the record, uh, what's it been like right now to be um, with your, your partners, not... In the same continent as you, and oh. has that, yeah, I mean, how do, how has that adjustment been? as it affected creativity? Like, or do you find yourself more creative right now, um, or is it uh, what what changes for you as far as inspiration goes?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think so. Kind of in preparation of him leaving, I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Sign up for a bunch of... I'm going to make myself busy, like, on the yeah, yeah. Um, Totally. Which is good. I don't know. It's hard because you come home from work and you're just like, all right, dinner and hang out. Um, I know, yeah. But one of the Th- things... Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just hard. Journey. That's what I
0: would do if I was faced with that. And I would be like, I guess I'm just, like, exploding into a few disciplines here. Because, like, that's what you can't do even, uh, even in the great side of marriage, it's like, you, you really aren't gonna be in a pottery class every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, right. like, <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah.
1: Matter. So I've kind of like, I have obligations like most nights of the week. Um, and it's really good because it, I do feel like I'm more creative. So I am taking a pottery class. Um, I cool. signed up for one with a bunch of my friends at like the community college. Um, and it's really nice to be part of a community of artists again, mm-hmm. um, because I hadn't felt like I super had that since graduating um, yeah. college. Cause like when you're a teacher, you have cool colleagues, but they're not necessarily artists. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and art is such a solitary thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've um, yeah. I mean, after college, it took me a little time to find that community, but music does make that happen a lot quicker. Cause you're like, I just, if I want a band, it's going to be with people, but right. you don't have to do pottery with other people. <laughs> like, you right. know, it doesn't necessarily breed huge communities like that. Um, but yeah, I would imagine you have to be surrounding yourself with like that level of community and engagement, you know, um, for the year, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's really nice. Cause I think it forces me to mm-hmm. be creative, even if I'm feeling lazy on that night. Cause it's like, well, I paid money and <laughs> so I got to go.
0: Yeah, um, no And then it's
1: always great once you get there, but it can yeah. be hard to get the energy to be creative.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Well, it's like about initiating it. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, I find that if I'm just when your muscle memory is used to being in, partnership this way. Like when you have that practice with somebody, like if Courtney goes away, like recently she went away with the baby. It was like the first four days I was not with them. Oh wow. Since she was born, which was weird. Um, But the like intensity of that, just being alone suddenly, like Mm -hmm. I think, had me able to access flow a lot easier interesting you know you're like like i don't know if you find that but it's like if there's a little anxiety that comes with that separation then it's like i find that when i'm anxious it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to enter a flow state because i want to escape it you know right so yeah, i mean imagine to some extent pottery it's a so full body that it could really afford you that you
1: know yeah Yeah, and I think, like, kind of what you were saying, um, just the change of routine, too. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Um, uh, You know, I offer you no pressure but a minute for any reflection on, like, what it means to be an art teacher right now Mm -hmm. at this specific time in history.
1: Yeah, um... Man, I feel like the studies on this time in history and, and like, what the kids are going through are going to be crazy. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think art education is super important right now. I mean, it's, like, shown to be, you know, good for, like, kids with trauma or people with trauma who are healing. Um, And I think, like, basically all of our students are traumatized from last two years um yeah no doubt and it's nice to have it's i think my classroom is a nice space for them coming back from covid that it's like very social right like they sit in groups and you're talking and stuff and it's just the opposite (laughs) of being on a zoom classroom um it's super hands-on and like super engaging and i hope yeah, giving them a good outlet because I, I think a lot of them have struggled the last year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's so material-based that it's like, like you said, it. I mean, some of the subjects they're interacting with, they have been in this really weird artificial lens, but like you are either holding clay or you're not. And <laughs> like that is very special that that's a reason you show up. And especially yeah. if you're a grappling with like, why did I show up because they have all this comparison to say, like, I can learn history at home. It's like, you really can't learn what you're teaching uh, through Zoom. He- here's my, here's my like, hypothetical philosophical question for you. Um, and I guess it requires to some extent that you care a little bit. So you have to pretend you care about the Mona Lisa.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So if you uh, showed up at the Louvre where Mm -hmm. Mona Lisa is and um, you get to like the ticket booth on your way to see it and you've been dying to see that painting and you are met with one of the workers there and they're like, hey, Bad news. The painting got burned last night by this arsonist. And so now there's two hallways you can go down and one of them has the ashes of the original painting. And the other one has a very precise replica of the painting. Um, Which hallway would you like to walk down to experience Mona Lisa
1: well I think I would go see the ashes cool and I don't and I don't know if if that's true okay because it it might be about specifically that it's the Mona Lisa because I feel like it's actually kind of a boring painting (laughs) Um,
0: okay so yeah it does I mean is that? But, yeah, but that, I don't,
1: like, it if it was, like, and I feel like there's something about the fact that, like, I would be seeing the thing that Leonardo da Vinci, like, touched and made. Like, I feel like that's... That's
0: important. right. Yeah, I think that is unique to that question for that reason. But there aren't... I can't think of... Because I've been thinking about that question a lot. I'm like, I can't think of a lot of paintings that hold that level Mm -hmm. of like um, mysticism around like the physical da Vinci thing. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe because your art history, like you would have that relationship with some other things. Um, But that and like starry night, I guess, are like the ones that make people feel like that where they're like,
1: it's
0: like religious experience going, seeing the thing for the sake of what it is.
1: Yeah, I think Starry Night would be a, a harder choice for me, just because the the brushstrokes are so cool that I'd love to like yeah. get up close and like actually see it.
0: Yeah, but I yeah. I yeah. like I
1: would choose the ashes, <laughs> which is yeah, dumb. Because why? <laughs> I
0: I would too. I agree with you. I would choose the ashes because yeah, and we're we're there to see that essence of that, you know you've come all that way to see that thing that we've ascribed value to, because those people are so transcendent or something.
1: Right. Or something. Yeah.
0: Or something. Yeah.
1: Well, it is but, interesting.
0: But you're right, because yeah. if it was the, uh, <laughs> if it was like the at chapel, like, then you go see the replica because you're like, that's more about like scale and like right. ex- experience, you know, like I'm not going to go and see like, A foundation that's destroyed of that. I I really want to look up and see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like experience it. (laughs) Right. Wow. I
0: don't even really want to see the Mona Lisa that much. So (laughs) I, you know, but this is a question that is not my own. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was asked of many, many people for a study. And they overwhelmingly said the ashes.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that does to your mind, or what what you think of it, but I it makes sense to me. I, I mean,
1: uh, I'm I'm instantly yeah. curious where like the line is. Like
0: me too. If, yeah. If
1: you ask people like about Starry Night, but yeah, yeah. Like, where's the line of people? Where's <laughs> the line badges?
0: of, of- cool paintings you mean like or, yeah, where's or the like line?
1: how how famous does the person have to be for you to pick the ashes or like i don't know
0: yeah but i think like, it's all about it's it's all about that because if i had to pick between like you know <laughs> like if i had to pick between an, and this is not a shot at eric hagan but if i had to pick between an eric hagan print or the ashes mm-hmm. one of his sketches that burned I I'm not going to go look at the ashes of that. Like, right? I'm, I'm really curious what he made, you know, so I'm going to go <laughs> see the actual thing. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have any, I mean, it, it might have to do with that. I just, I know that guy at this point, but like, <laughs> there. Th- where is the passing point? Like, I mm-hmm. don't know, uh, you know, because more accessible artists, like, there also aren't very, visual arts, not very uh there's a huge disparity between like art being a big deal and not i guess mm-hmm. you know and the internet's made it so that like sometimes i just go on instagram and i'm like i, I can't believe how good so many people are at art <laughs> like or reddit you go on you're like yeah overwhelming it's like i feel like any one of these people would have been the absolute genius of a generation in a different time you know
1: right um, Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's really cool that we can share art that way now.
0: I love it. Yeah, it makes me really happy that, and then everybody influences one another. Yeah, right. Um, And that's why we get better at it. I remember. uh, I'll I'll sort of trail you off with this. That I, I don't know why. I have no idea why. But something that made an impact on me in life was like speaking of Maine your father having a lobster tattoo <laughs> <laughs> and I only met him like once or maybe twice I know
1: I can't believe you remember that
0: <laughs> I can't either um he made an impression on me because he I like couldn't understand him and then by the time I left your home I was like oh, I really get him he's like really funny and strange <laughs> <laughs> but like
1: accurate
0: <laughs> yeah i just remember being in your house and being like this guy's so like unlike other dads who i meet <laughs> but then specifically i remember looking at him as like a young long island like high school boy and being yeah. like wow you can be so many ways in this world and just staring at that lobster tattoo and wondering like Maybe just having an epiphany about like how far our lives could weave us. Like <laughs> where, where did he get that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this man? <laughs>
0: yeah, like it was one of those moments where you are with a stranger and you're like, I really don't know what's about to happen to me <laughs> like <laughs> in, in this life. Um, and, and maybe you have an answer. Why, why does he have a lobster tattoo? <laughs>
1: gosh um he got it i don't know why it's holding a rose but it is holding a rose
0: okay that's really cool and that's probably why it made such an impact on me
1: he he did work as like a lobster man on long island um Uh, okay cool that's his only tattoo though so so
0: that's why he has it but the rose is not clear to you (laughs) i wonder if the rose came later
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, you're going to have to follow up with him.
1: Wow.
0: And ask him why. Why is the lobster holding the rose?
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you get that same tattoo someday.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell my dad that that's what <laughs> you remember. Yeah,
0: I really, I really hope you do. I hope you say, I don't know if you remember this person at all, but... You um you did something to his brain, you know.
1: <laughs> Actually, my dad definitely remembers you. He's kind cool. of obsessed with you because
0: that's he, really great. He
1: came, they came to Potsdam for Whoa. like something, like visiting okay. when I was in college. Yeah, and you were playing a dad culture show at
0: no way.
1: Tiff Tiff Damon, I think it was Tiff's apartment, um, and Zach Panacci was doing the. Uh, Oh, my gosh, yeah. He was doing, like, an oil and water, like, projection thing. Yeah. Um, But my dad never went to college and is really into, like, just, like, he wants to be part of the party, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Um,
0: He was there.
1: So he came to that show. I tried to get my my mom to come, but it was, like, you know, it started at, like, 10 p.m. probably.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: But he, like, stayed awake and he came to the show and it was, like... I don't want to say the best night of his life because I don't know that, Dude. but he was like he had an absolute blast, and he was so like oh. happy that he knew you. He was like, "I know that guy from Oh like, my God. Back, and like, wow, what an honor. Night, clearly, what
0: an honor that he like <laughs> had so much fun because that was a really cool scene. Like that, yeah. that was a really weird thing that I I didn't. I, like, at that time was, like, man, I, I really wish I got to do this more often because mm. so many people showed up, and um, I feel like it was a really great show. Like, there was great yeah. music. Yeah. Man, like
1: that's was, so... There were lots of different acts and, like, having yeah. Zach doing the visuals. It was all really cool.
0: That was so sweet. Man, that's that's so good to hear. Wow. what so a, My dad what...
1: definitely remembers you. <laughs>
0: Oh, cool. Well, you need to tell him I remember him specifically.
1: (laughs) I certainly will.
0: Good, good, good.